DJ and PK, it's time to talk jazz basketball with Tim Lacombe, Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. Hear him on the pre-half and post-game shows. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any iPhone, uh, lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Tim, How are you? Good. How are you? I am super, super, super. Glad somebody is. <laughs> I stayed up last night watching the, you know, the the votes pour in New Hampshire. I'm all into this fun election cycle. Um, that's a whole nother topic, but man, is it fun! Yeah, well, we can go there. What'd you think of Romney's thing, man? I'm all about Romney, man. <laughs> We share we share kindred uh, Boston roots, you know. Oh, he's from Boston. So I'm all now? about Romney. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, where you are, uh, that's where you are. That's where you're from. That's where you, you know. That's your experience. I'm telling Joe Biden right now. Anyway, answer this mystery of the universe for jazz fans: How can they be so good, then be so bad, then suddenly be so good again? Um, you know, it's interesting. I I get asked that all the time. And I think that uh, seasons just take on lives of their own. Uh, and they are just totally, um, you know, 82 games of, of trying to figure out the very best way to attack the playoffs um, to win a championship. So you're, um, you know, you're playing a lot of games in a fairly condensed period of time. Um, there's travel involved. There's all that stuff that, you know, we all know, but do we really know? Um, and then, you know, for this particular jazz team, there's, there's almost years, you know, there's the kind of the team they started with and then they made the moves, um, kind of went through some injuries. Um, now Conley looks to be, you know, trending up as far as health and play. Um, and the team, it really kind of from a tough situation kind of turned it and, and won some games that, you know, were, in difficult places to win. So I would just say the answer to that is that a season, um, you know, is really kind of unique to everybody. And I think everybody goes through different processes. Um, the NBA is unique because unlike college, I mean, you can be that much better than other teams and just kind of roll uh, like we see Gonzaga do. Um, the NBA is different. Um, they, you know, every night there's really good players that are capable of torching you and, if you're not completely dialed in or, or on, then it could be tough. So uh, credit to the Jazz for getting this, uh, you know, the losing streak turned around and making it a winning streak. You think Conley's found his way? I think uh, more so. I don't know that he's, if you'd ask him if he'd be all the way, you know, found his way, but I think he's, he's more so comfortable. Um, I think he's starting to understand where his spots are and, uh, and certainly been more efficient. And so I, I think it's definitely, like I said, I think he's trending that direction for sure. So is one of the big questions for Jazz players when to break the offense? Because when they move the ball side to side and get defenders moving, defenders get tired of that, especially at elevation on a long road trip. But you got guys who, you know, Clarkson wants to break the offense and attack the hoop. Absolutely. Um, Moutier, when he's playing, does. And I think... 
Uh, Conley does also. But to a lesser degree, you know, we see Joe go to the hoop and look off and that left-handed layup. Bogdanovich, I think we all want him to, you know, drain threes but not always settle for him. So it's a question for a lot of guys, maybe just a little more so for a handful of guys. Is that the biggest thing for guys to adapt to? And for yeah, Conley I think that's the, probably, that's probably the most different thing about this offense and this system. I mean, I think every coach, you know, around the league, you know, they start the season, they talk about getting everybody involved and getting the ball reversed. Um, but again, you're playing in a league with such talented players that part of team's advantage is while that ball's being reversed to be able to rip through, gain an advantage, create, um, or, or, yeah, or, or have help have be required. And then that just kind of, because you drove it, because you required someone to step over for help, then you've kind of, in a sense, been able to reverse the ball one more time off of that penetration. Um, and I think that's what the guys are getting better at. You mentioned Moutier. Um, he's a guy, in my mind, that from where he started the season and kind of the way he approached basketball and just this last game, you know, when he gets into games, it's just he plays with so much more of a purpose and understanding of what they're trying to do. And it is unique, and so it has taken a little bit of time, but... You do see, I think you start to see the foundational pieces. Um, and I think what's exciting is they can, um, all those guys you mentioned can break the offense, but they also can get you a bucket when you need it. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't always been the case. You know, there's always been a, a few guys on the Jazz that were kind of basket getters and everybody else was helpers. Um, I think this year that basket getter list is longer and you can kind of attack teams differently. Yeah. And on that basket-getter list, you've got to put Mr. Jordan Clarkson, who's just obviously been great. How do you explain how good he's been? I'm telling you, I love him. Um, when the Jazz made the move, I, I <clears throat> jumped into a bunch of film on him and uh, and kind of just started reading about him. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't really sure what to expect and how he would fit because we've seen guys come into the Jazz system through the years, and it hasn't you know, you know, we haven't gotten out of them what they've got in other places. Um, I think more than anything, Jordan just kind of humbled himself to understand that this is a really good team. And um, and then he saw, obviously, the opportunity to, to be a huge piece off the bench. Um, and has, I mean, he just, uh, he, he is a bucket getter. Um, he's had, you know, just great nights. Um, he's going to shoot it, you know, and, but I don't feel like he, he's out there forcing a whole lot of shots. I just think he's another guy when things bog down or people start really paying more attention to Donovan um, or Joe or Bojan, you know, that Clarkson just come in and sting you. Tim Lacombe, former BYU assistant, now in the Jazz pre-half and post-game shows, joining us here to talk about the uh, – <laughs> the jazz, the jazz and how the season is just completely turned around. So, do you think there's another roller coaster going forward, or are there few enough games left now that a team can get on a roll and stay on it for the rest of the season? Or we have to brace ourselves is going to happen again? No, I, I, that's what's beautiful about a season. You just don't know. You know, it's a it is a roller coaster, but it's kind of a roller coaster in the dark, like Space Mountain. You just don't know what's coming, man. Um, so you got to be buckled in, you know. That's what Bowler instructs us to do all the time. Uh, I think as a, as a Jazz fan, it's wise to get buckled in. Um, but how fun is it to be uh, talked about, you know, as a team that's in the top half of the West uh, that really could challenge for 
um, one of the, the top spots. And uh, and then as this team, what, what's really exciting to me is when you start looking at the playoff potential, and that's all about matchups. But Jazz is going to be a difficult matchup for other teams, way, way, way more so than in the past because of what we're talking about, the options that they have. Um, you can't just go sit guys on Donovan now um, and and take care of Rudy's role and call it good. Um, you've got to get to closeouts. You've got to be able to defend a closeout so they don't just rip through and drive you. Um, you've got to figure out who's going to guard Bojan because the Jazz do a great job posting him when there's a smaller guy on him. So there's a lot more stuff to think through. Um, my guess is there'll probably be some tough spots still along the way because I think that's how this game works. I don't think you ever go unscathed. I don't think you ever figure it out um, all the way. But, again, if you're looking at trends and data points and that sort of thing, you got to be excited. In the interest of 100% accuracy, Tim, it's not buckle in, it's buckle up. Well, I, I just I use my artistic license. Okay, I've revoked that license, though. See, here's the problem with, with 90%... Or 10% of, of Americans, they, they go after you because you're, you're cooler than them. Because, you know, that's, my, that's my Bernie Sanders. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just like to break into different things. I, I, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I, I can live with that. Uh, okay, I knew you'd like it. Do your Hillary. I don't have a Hillary. <laughs> Neither do we, thank goodness. But thanks, but I'm but thanks for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's somebody else's problem, big dog. That's <laughs> still Bill's problem. Um. Thank you, Yach. For those two nights there together. Really, I, that was needed to really complete the whole thing right there. My favorite thing, too, is we get into this, DK and I, and just become school children, and DJ just slides away from the parade. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for it to settle down. Well, it doesn't okay, feel like it doesn't feel like Space Mountain where on your track and you know it's going to be all okay. It feels more like you're up on two wheels and you might roll that baby over. That's part of the fun. <laughs> well, because the problem is you have a lot of history with the dude across from you, and you've got newfound history with the crazy man on the phone. So you know that this thing could go bad. True quickly. story in high school basketball when I was buried on the bench, a uh, wealthy kid at our school who had a nice fast car from his dad that was brand new that really would have irritated PK. He, he rolled and he dislocated his elbow and that was the end of his basketball season and I began to play more. Way to go. Yeah. Get story. in there, hustle. Make the hustle play. That Help the all. ball club anywhere you can. <laughs> well, while we're sharing high school basketball stories, then I got a quick one for you. Go ahead. I, I too was uh, relegated to the end of the bench for the majority of my career. Um, and one evening, uh, the guys all came in and I thought I saw an opportunity to make a little money um, and so I said, hey, guys, it was, you know, back in the era, the rip away sweats that were so cool when you got called into the game, you know, and uh, they all were in there. And I said, hey, guys, what if I just wear my jock strap under my rip aways? Because I'm that sure I'm not getting in the game tonight. And the guys all laughed. And I said, no, I'm serious. Like, what would you guys give me if I just went out there and the coach called me in? I just have to tell him I can't go in, you know. But if not, I can't go in. I'm not uh, then I'm safe. Pants. So I gave. I got. They all pitched in ten bucks. Uh, there's thirteen guys on the team, so I made 120. Um, <laughs> and I sat there that whole night 
in my jog strap and tearaways, never went in the game, and <laughs> was a $120 picture. That's one of the best success stories of the Lacombe playing career. Way to go. Way to be an athletic supporter. I like it. Please hit that, Jake. You're just late on the switch. <laughs> he, he'd actually stopped listening to the show at that point. He was listening to another morning show. Like everybody else. <laughs> All right, dog. So I got to ask you about this Mel Tucker thing. He Rumor, uh, we're well, not rumor, but word is out that he's going to take the Michigan State job. And two days ago, he goes out on Twitter and says, I'm committed I'm flattered, but I'm committed to building the program here at CU. And then just a couple days later, I mean, they're going to double his salary. Uh, fine, go go take the job. But is there anything we can do for the players that they're just dead if they want to transfer? And I bring up the Jason Shelley thing at Utah. He wants to play quarterback. He's already redshirted. He's a junior, so he'd have to. He's not ready to graduate. So he'd have to sit out a year unless he drops down to the lower division. Can we get away, get rid of this and just allow these kids to come and go as they want? Because obviously coaches, in the same breath, the next breath, I'm staying, I'm committed. Oh, you're going to give me $5.7 million. I'm out the door. <laughs> so My commitment is waning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that the way this could be solved, and right now we've got this arbitrary you know, transfer system where – you're good to go if you've graduated. You can go play somewhere else, um, which is, is – I think that makes sense. Uh, and I think that that's been a good step. Uh, I think the second thing they need to do now is they need to, to take the, the transfer situation and basically allow one free transfer for every player from the time they enroll. Um, and that would cover if they're not happy in the situation, if a coach leaves. But – you know, I think they need to – because right now, you know, for instance, Jason Shelley, who sat and waited and wants to play, that would allow him to continue his career not have to go sit out a year, um, you know, in a situation like the guys in Colorado. You know, maybe some of those guys were recruited by Coach Tucker. They want to go to Michigan State. The new guy wants to bring people with him. I think that that would be one way uh, that would take the NCAA, like, out of it completely where they're not making judgments based on one thing or the other, which is all a mess anyway. Um, but if they gave almost just one free pass, you've got to get out of jail free card yeah. and you could use it. I think that that would make a ton of sense. But again, probably too much sense for the NCAA to put it. Okay, so the Big Ten has already floated that that is out there, and I'm thinking that's a little trial blown to see public reaction. And with this, I think public reaction was already going to be behind it. Now it's definitely going to be behind it, in my opinion. And I'm figuring because it was already floated the way this works, it's going to happen. Do you consider it pretty much a done deal now? We're just waiting until the convention to finish it up and whatever, you know, they pass the legislation. They're back in Indy now, I think, so. That would be my guess. I think that, that I agree with you. I think they do slow things out there, let everybody kind of simmer on. I remember that the uh, the graduate transfer thing was that way, um, and it seemed really crazy, and then all of a sudden it was, you know, stamped in law. So uh, I agree. I think that's what they'll do. I do believe that the general public, everybody will be excited about it because the one thing the NCAA has to get really serious about really quickly is the ability to take care of players and, and their rights and Again, when you see another situation where you're talking about millions of dollars and a coach, um, you know, who's committed and then leaves, I think it just 
it, it just makes that issue with students way much more, um, you know, public and more, there's way more scrutiny on stuff like that. Tim, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, you and all your voices. Yeah, sorry to delve into Bernie, but I watched him a bunch last night. I, I'm starting to kind of get his anger down, and um, he's not, real, not really a big fan of the wealthy, that's for sure. Yeah, I know. He hates DJ. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Can you imagine if he saw DJ's tax, tax return? Oh, boy. But doesn't the Bernster, doesn't he own like three houses? No, I think he lives under a bridge. He's not a fan of your wealth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, go, we'll leave it at that. I love you, boys. Thank you, Tim. Tim McComb, Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst.